If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. We are about to chat live to John Solomon, just the news. And and coming on at 9 o'clock. Yes. Oh, the powerhouse, the former <laughs> mayor of New York City, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, is going to come on and give us the up-to-date of what the heck is going on in uh you know, it, with his knowledge. And 9.30 a.m., Kathy Wilde of the New York City Partnership. She's always enlightening and uh, interesting to listen to. Well, let's go to John Solomon. John Solomon at uh We worked together many, many, many years ago when uh, he was uh, at the Hill newspaper in Washington. And now he's got a very, uh, very important justinnews.com has breaking news. Um Every minute of the day. Uh, John Solomon, what's the breaking news this morning that you can enlighten us with? There's a lot going on. I, I think the big news is in Washington there is a growing concern that the Biden administration misled the uh, Congress, misled the intelligence community, misled others about what it knew about the spy uh, balloon that traversed our country about six weeks ago. We were told at the time by the president and his White House chief of staff and many of the uh, me, White House spokesperson and others that the, uh, while it was cutting across the United States, the Chinese balloon was blocked from getting sensitive information from our sites. The signal was blocked. The intelligence community now says that's not true. We were, it was transmitting the whole time, sometimes we allowed it to do figure eights, meaning it would pass over a military installation three, four, five times, crisscrossing, getting every possible information. A major story, a major promise by the president now turning out to be untrue. Members of Congress very unhappy about this. Some intelligence experts around the country very unhappy about this because it lulled us into thinking, well, yeah, it was an embarrassing moment, but they didn't get much intel. Now we're told, now we're being told they got a lot of intel. Interesting, wow. interesting, interesting. Now, now, uh, you know, our intel departments, uh, we go back to uh, the, the 51 security people that signed a document right. saying that the, that Russian document that, that was turned over about Trump was true and accurate and whatever. Enlighten people on that. Your memory is much better than mine. I'm older than you. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, it's, it's, it's still going on, that controversy. Just yesterday afternoon, Nick Shapiro, a former top aide to CIA Director John Brennan, was deposed behind closed doors by the House Weaponization Committee, which is looking at this very issue, which is not only did 51 former intelligence officers, including two former CIA directors, some of the most prominent intelligence figures in the American uh, community at that time in uh, fall of 2020, sign a letter saying that the um, – uh, Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Uh, it, it got bantied about and then used to censor anyone who dared talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook, and other um, platforms. So the letter had a profound effect on free speech, a profound effect on uh, the election. You heard President, former President Trump mention this in his speech on Tuesday night after his indictment. 
Well, uh, the investigation still goes on, but the mindset of the intelligence community that it isn't just a neutral arbiter of national security information that's now beginning to put its thumb on the scale of elections, that's becoming a very real concern. I uh, had a great interview yesterday with Fred Flights, the former chief of staff to the National Security Council, and he's very concerned that politics is now trumping national security information, meaning that, that shaping a narrative for the ruling party is more important than giving the American public and American policymakers the truth about national security threats. Yeah, and by the way, I just got some breaking news that uh, Ford is to drop AM radios from all yeah. their vehicles in 2024. Well, guess what? I'm writing a memo to all our divisions of every company we own, and we're going to buy zero Fords. <laughs> Yeah, listen, this is a big threat, and it's going to anger a large number, millions upon millions upon millions of Americans. Uh, there's no reason to do it uh, other than maybe woke ideology, but uh, but there is a and I don't concern. think And I don't think there's a Ford uh, a member of the Ford family in charge anymore right now. No. So somebody better make a comeback because the people <laughs> running Ford right now and the people running General Motors, they're going to bankrupt those companies. Ford made a disclosure that they lost $3 billion in electric vehicles and, yeah. and said, oh, we'll straighten it out in the next few years. Well, they're, they're full of crap. Yeah. How do you say yeah, that? They, where's they, that? Where's that? They stopped they're serving customers. Crap. Yeah, they stopped serving customers. Now they're stopping to serve investors, and I think that that's a real problem. We've seen this movement through the, the uh, corporate community of choosing ideology over your bottom line or your customers, and, and this is another example that people feel very strongly about. My guess is public pressure will lead to a turnabout on this, but it is a fascinating moment to watch this, and it follows many other different things. You see Anheuser-Busch today paying a dear price for a Bud Light campaign that used the transgender figure, uh, major country stars overnight dropping the, the beer Bud Light from its store. Uh, there is a, a grave concern that politics has gotten into the corporate world. Hey, John, and, and we're chatting with John Solomon, just the news. And, uh, you know, you just mentioned the transgender and, and Bud Light, but they're not the only ones. Nike is oh. now is now looking at the same exact thing. They have entered into right. a, uh, a, uh, a business relationship, a paid partnership with a transgender TikToker, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And, and, you know, there, there are pictures of, uh, of, uh, Miss Mulvaney, uh, and, you know, and I, I, I just, I don't understand, John, what, what is going on in terms of, I, I say live and let live, but I just feel like a lot of these things, uh, when it comes to these issues are literally being thrown at us, whether we want to deal with it or not. Yeah, that's literally been the, the last 10 to 15 years of our culture wars, our, our political culture experience. And I think there's a book out, uh, Amber Athey, great young journalist, who kind of chronicles what happened in newsrooms, that a young generation of college-educated journalists came in with these um, ideologies that had been embedded them through school, and they took over newsrooms, and they forced newsrooms to do things that much more senior, much more experienced news people had concerns about because it would take the voice of neutrality out of news, and it didn't matter. The, uh, the younger generation won. I think you're seeing in the corporate world now a pandering effort. People think that these issues matter to millennials, that this may drive more sales. 
So the more uh, shocking they can be to the ideological debate, the more these marketing agencies are moving in. What they don't realize is that the vast majority of Americans don't want this sort of marketing. They want to know what the product's going to do for them, not what some influencer with an ideological bent has to say about it. And I think that for to make to appease the few, they are beginning to insult the many. That that's a a great way of putting this. As it relates to the Trump indictment and arraignment, uh, have you heard anything in terms of? We know that the former president's not due to be back in court until December. But have right. you heard anything from Team Trump or where things are going to go from from here? Yeah, listen, I think you're going to see a triple motion assault come in. You're going to see three different types of court motions come in. The first will be to uh, ask for a change of venue, saying Alvin Bragg has poisoned the jury pool in Manhattan. Let's move this to Staten Island, obviously a a more favorable uh, part of New York for a conservative like Donald Trump. They'll get that on the record, even if they lose, because then it becomes an appeals. It it locks it in for an appellate uh, opportunity afterwards. The second thing will be a challenge on the uh, statute of limitations. That Al- The argument will be that Alvin Bragg did Olympic gymnastics here to take a two-year misdemeanor and turn it into a seven-year-old uh, felony uh, by uh, uh, stringing things together that don't seem to have anything to do with each other. A lot of lawyers who've looked at that, including um, Alan Dershowitz, people like that, say that's a very strong argument. This could be a real problem for Alvin Bragg. If that doesn't succeed, I think you're going to see a major challenge on a, a legal theory of law that has been very clearly decided in the last couple of years, back in two, 2020. The United States Supreme Court unanimously, unanimously, in an opinion written by a liberal justice, Justice Kagan, said that you can't charge someone with defraud and convict them of defraud if they didn't try to take someone's money or property. You have to try to steal something of economic value in order to be charged with defraud. Well, that is very important. In that case, the convictions of Chris Christie's aides in Bridgegate were reversed. It was a stunning reversal. Well, that is also the current legal precedent in the New York courts. There are several rulings, including People versus Hankins, where that the courts in New York have made the same precedent. Donald Trump is 34 times charged with a felony that alleges he tried to defraud uh, the people of New York by hiding this uh, payment on his books. There is no victim. There is no property that's been thefted. There's no uh, of money being achieved. He can't rob himself. It was his own money. I think most of the legal it, it was extortion. Thought, it was extortion. Yeah, they have very strong feeling that when that appeal comes through, that that is going to, at least at the appellate level or the highest court in New York, uh, it's going to get overturned because the law and legal precedent are huge. So I think you're going to see three waves of court motions. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. And, John, the, the ridiculousness of this, when you look at the timing, that should this go to court, and I don't believe it's going to, but, but you know, we just spoke to Judge uh, Andrew Napolitano this sure. morning that said he believes that it is. And so the timing of all of this Republican voters will be voting in the primaries yep. while this is going on. 
Yeah, no, it's not unlike anything in American history. And um, and when we say we pa- passed the Rubicon, we really did. We've crossed something that we never thought we would cross in our lifetime, a political prosecution uh, targeting uh, the opposition leader of, of uh, America's you know, uh, ruling parties. And I think that that's a deep, uneasy feeling that even Democrats, I talk, there's a lot of Democrats don't want to stick their head out publicly, but in private conversations, they're like, this is really, really not good. I mean, where's and, the you know, ethics? The ethics. Yeah. I mean, the lawyers uh, have to pass an ethics course. Uh, they, where is their ethics? It is a, it's a grave concern that we may have, just like we did, just like we talked about a few minutes ago, we may have unleashed an entire generation of journalism, that, journalists who've taken their ideology over their obligation to be neutral and accurate. We may also have uh, unleashed an entire generation of lawyers who've put politics ahead of legal canons. And I think that that's the moment we face. And, you know, there was a, a crazy moment last night on Fox News where uh, Congressman James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, said, listen, within 48 hours of the Trump indictment being listed in New York, several local prosecutors from red states called me saying, hey, help us concoct an indictment against Joe Biden or a Democrat. That is a game that's only going to get more tempting and also more dangerous for the American jurisprudence system. Justice is no longer blind in 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 the path that we're now taking. And when you look at, and we are chatting with uh, John Solomon, uh, just the news, when you look at the fact of, here's what it sounds like. When it comes to Hunter Biden, we're investigating. Oh, we're investigating. We're looking into this. We're investigating. This has been going on for years, but yet you're uh, you're going to indict for the first time in American history the former president of the United States. It's ridiculous, John. I think you summarize so many, the silent majority of Americans feeling about this. And I think we're going to learn something very disturbing in the next two to three weeks. I think we're going to learn why the Justice Department hasn't made a decision on Hunter Biden, despite you know evidence in the open public, including his own lawyer, acknowledging that he failed to pay taxes for a long period of time in his life. Uh, I think a $2 billion bill is what Hunter Biden's own team has acknowledged publicly. When people understand why that why that prosecution hasn't made a decision, it's only going to add more concern to the, the, the state of our judicial system. We're really at a, a crossroads. I interviewed Brent Tolman, a very uh, well-known former U.S. attorney, former chief counsel for the Senate Judiciary Committee, back in an early era of jurisprudence, and he said, I don't think Americans understand the gravity of the moment we're living in, but we're going to wake up 10 years from now and say 2022, 2023, the, the, the moment we wrecked our judicial system. Well, it's very, very, very sad and uh, not, you know, it's worse than a third world country. Yeah. Yeah, we have third world countries lecturing us now. El Salvador uh, just told us, don't you dare raise democracy with us anymore after you did what you did. Uh, Mexico's president said something similar. Uh, former Soviet Republic leader saying the same. The world looking in at America doesn't recognize the America here. And many immigrants, this is something that's really personally touched me in the last couple of days. I've had people call me, people who emigrated from Cuba, from Venezuela, from Soviet republics where tyranny and, and banana republics were the norm. And they said, we fled that to come to this amazing country. 
Now we see it here. Where do we go? There's nowhere left for us to go. There's a sense of despair for people who took great pride in coming to this country legally to flee the sort of tyranny that we, we used to condemn across the world. And now we're looking at ourselves saying, have we become that country? The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. And John Solomon, in wrapping this up, what about all the money that's going to have to be spent in terms of taxpayer dollars for the prosecution, all the overtime for the NYPD, the money? Yeah, and keep in mind Donald Trump's defense with these three investigations he faces, New York, Georgia, and and the federal investigation likely are going to exceed $50 million. That's what people are telling me, $50 million. A lot of people have said to me in recent days, including these FBI whistleblowers that have gone public, people like Steve Friend, that the current system has designed the process to be the punishment, which is even if you're found innocent, we will have drained you of money and time and resources and reputation. You'll never get back. The process is designed to be the punishment. That is coming from FBI agents who are currently blowing the whistle about what they're seeing inside their own agency. John Solomon, Just the News, we thank you for joining us with John Katsimatidis, Chad Lopez, and myself, Dominic Carter. You have a beautiful morning. Thank you, guys. Great to be with you. Thank you so much. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.